Ashley Brock reading Snow Kisses by Diana Palmer, Chapter 3. Abby might have planned to avoid him, but Cad seemed to have other ideas. She noticed his quiet, steady gaze over the dinner table and almost jumped when he spoke. How would you like to see the new calves? He asked suddenly. She lifted her eyes from her plate and stared at him. Isn't it still snowing? She asked helplessly. Sure, he agreed. Well, the drugs have changed and the caffeine sheds are just south of here. He reminded her. Being alone with him was going to unnerve her. She knew it already, but she loved the sight of those bully little creatures so new to the world and she liked being with Cad. She felt safe with him, protected, despite the lingering apprehension. She wanted to go with him. Well, he persisted. She shook. I would kind of like to see the cap, she admitted with a tiny smile. She dropped her eyes back to her plate, blissfully unaware of the little cat exchange with Melly. We'll have dessert when we get back, cat informed Calla. Pushing back his chair, minutes later riding alone along in the pickup and being bounced wildly in its warmer interior, snow fluttered against the windshield. It was almost like old time. Warm enough, honey, cat asked. Like toast, she wrapped the leather jacket he had loaned her even closer, loving its warmth. Cad was still wearing his shepherd's coat, looking so masculine he'd have wooed them even at a convention of male models. <laughs> Not much further now, he murmured, turning the truck off onto the farm road that led to the calving pens where two cowboys in yellow slickers could be seen riding along the enclosures, heads bent against the wind. Poor devils, she remarked, watching. The men or the heifers? He asked. Both? All? It's rough out there. She balanced her head against the cold dashboard as he stopped the truck and cut the engine at the side of the long shed. Cad was the perfect rancher, but his driving left a lot to be desired. Now I know how it feels to ride inside a concrete mixer. She moaned. Don't start that again. Cad grumbled as he threw open the You can always walk back. He added with a dark glance. Did you ever race in the Grand Prix when you were younger, Cat? She asked with a bright, with a bright, if something false smile. And sarcasm won't do the trick either, he warned. He led the way through the snow, and she followed in his huge footprints, liking the bite of the cold wind and the crunch of the snow, the freshness of the air. It was so deliciously different from the city. Her eyes looked, over, looked out over that acres toward the distant mountains, searching for the familiar snow-covered peaks that she could have seen clearly in sunny daylight. God's country, she thought reverently. How had she ever been able to exist anywhere from it? Stop daydreaming and catch up. Cat was gone. I could lose you out here. In a little old spring snowstorm like this? <laughs> I could fight my way through blizzards. Snowshoes myself to Canada. Ski over to the Rockies. Like lie like hell too he said amusement glimmering in the dark eyes they got hers as they entered the light into her come on she followed him into the airy enclosure wrapping her arms tight still no heat i see she said can't afford the luxury honey he remarked waving at a cowboy further down the aisle is that why it's so drafty in here you a poor thing you <laughs> she said it would be if i didn't keep the air circulating in here don't you remember how many calves we used to lose to respiratory ailments before the veterinarians advised us to put in the exhaust fan to keep stale air out of these sheds? Those airborne diseases were bankrupting the operation. Now we disinfect the stalls and maintain a rigid vaccination program, and we've cut our losses in half. 
Excuse me, she paused. I'm only an ignorant city dweller. He turned in the aisle. Tanner, come home. Come home, he said to me. Where you belong. Her heart pounded at the intensity of the brief gaze he gave her before turning back to his cow boss. Charlie Smith stood up, grinning at Ken. Hi, boss. Get tired of television and hungry for some real re relaxation? Jed sure would love to have somebody to talk, take his place. Just visiting Charlie, Ted interrupted. I brought Abby down to see the newcomers. Good to see you again, Miss Abby, Charlie said respectfully to himself. We've got a good crop in here, all right. Have a look. Abby peeked into the nearest stall. Her face lighting up as she stared down at one of the black baldies across between a heifer and a black angus. Black all over with a little white face. Jed brought that one in an hour ago. Damn, uh, doggone it, Malma just dropped it and walked away from it. Charlie sneered. That's not his mama, huh? Abby murmured, noticing the tender licking it was getting from the cow in the stall. No, ma'am, Charlie agreed. We sprayed him with a de detergentizing compound to keep her from getting suspicious. Poor thing lost her own calf. Abby felt a certain pity for the cow calf. It was just a normal episode in ranch life, but she had a hard time trying to separate business from emotion. Cad moved closer behind her, apparently oblivious to the sudden intensified stiffening of her slender body. The catch of her breath. Please, she thought silently. Please don't let him touch me. But he didn't attempt to. He leaned against the stall, rammed his hands in his pockets, watching the cow calf over him. How many have we lost so far? Cat asked the cow. It's ten, and it looks like a long night. They're all long, Cat said. Sighed. Pushed his hat back over his forehead, and Abby glanced up, noticed how weary he looked. I better check on my own charge down the aisle here, Charlie said and went off with a wave of his hand as the ominous bleating of the heifer filled the shed. Prime beef, Cad murmured, chuckling at Abby's indignant expression. She moved away from him with steady carelessness and smile. Heartless wrench, since these kids are really eating. Couldn't you, smothered nuggets. Oh, stop, you cannibal. How does it feel to be back? He asked, walking back the way they came. Nice, she admitted. Stuck the cold hands in the pockets of the drink. I've forgotten how big this country is, how unspoiled and unpopulated. It's a wonderful change from a crowded, polluted city, although I do love New York. She had a trying to convince him she meant it. New York, you might. It was a dangerous place. She stiffened again, turning to study his face, but she couldn't read anything in that bland expression. Cad let nothing show unless he wanted it to. He'd had years of practice at camel washing his, his emotions. Most cities are, she read. The country can be dangerous, too. It depends on your definition of danger, he turned. Looked down at her with wondering eyes. You save as long as I'm alive. Nothing and no one will hurt you on this ranch. Tears suddenly missed her eyes, burning like fire. She swallowed and looked away. Did it look as if I need protection? She tried to look. Not especially, he said coolly. But he seemed threatened for an instant. I just wanted to make the point. Protect you from mountain lions and fallen buildings, Abby. He added with a hint of smile. But who will protect me from you? You cannibal. She asked with a point to stare. Her old sense of humor returning to save her from the embarrassment of things. You're just as safe with me as you want to be, he replied. She looked into his eyes, and for an instant, they were four years in the past, where the young girl stood posed at the edge of a swimming pool and offered her heart and her body to a man she worshipped. <laughs> Without another word, she turned around and started back out into the snow.
end of chapter 3.